Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, very interesting stuff in Genesis chapter 1, because the fact that you know you might be sleeping does not mean you are resting. In Songs of Solomon chapter 5 verse 2, he said, I sleep and yet my heart is awake. So you, you, you might be asleep but still awake. You might be lying down but not resting. So I want to, uh, you might be sitting down, you might be relaxing, sitting, expecting to relax, but there's so much tension in your system and around you. I pray that may God give you rest. I, if Songs of Solomon chapter 5 verse 2 says, I sleep, but my heart wicked. I sleep, I, I sleep. It's like I'm asleep, but inside I'm not asleep. My heart is still awake. So even though we might be home, you might be lying down, but not resting. People are home, but tense. People are home and they, 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 they are sleeping, they are resting, but there's no rest. There's no rest. There's so much unrest all around us, especially because of fear. Fear is, Bible said fear has torment. First John chapter 4, verse 17, 18. Fear has torment. Fear has torment. Fear is tormenting people. The fear, the unrest, the tension, the strain, the stress. So, I, this is what is making me share these, uh, share these words with you that, you know, the, the, there is a place in God. (laughs) There is a place in God for you, my brother. There is a place in God for you, my sister, where you and I can duck, can hide. This is, is a resting place and it is called R-E-S-T. There is a place, a resting place in God. So in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that in verse 5, and the Bible says that in the first day, uh, the, 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 the Genesis chapter 1 verse, verse 5 talks about evening and the morning where the first day, verse 8, evening and the morning where the second day, verse 13, evening and the morning where the third day, verse 5, verse 19, evening and the morning where the fourth day, and then verse 23, evening and the morning where the fifth day, and then uh, the verse 31 says that evening and the morning were the sixth day. So you can see that evening and the morning, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. But all the days, Bible clearly said evening and the morning, evening apart from the seventh day. When it came to the seventh day, the, the seventh day was open-ended. There was no evening, morning. The seventh day was just in the chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. The scriptures say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. That, that the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Verse 2. And 
on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his works which he had made. So the first day, the second day, the third day, fourth day, fifth day. Then on the sixth day, God created man. And the Bible says that God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowls of the air, and over all creeping things. So God made man on the sixth day. And then Bible says that, and on the seventh day, God rested. God rested on the seventh day. Now, when Bible talks about God rest, God resting on the seventh day, it's not talking about, no, 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 no. It's not talking about God was so tired after creating human beings. He was so tired. He said, ah, can I have some hot chocolate? <laughs> no. It's God rested in the sense that he has finally found what he wanted. He's finally made what he wanted to to reflect him and to represent him. So when he was able to create man according to his image and his likeness, Bible says that, and God rested. So God rested, not because he was tired, but God rested because he has, he has finally made man. He has finally made something in his image, in his likeness. He has finally made what he looks at and he, he one day can say, that this is a bone of my bone and this is flesh of my flesh. You know, God had finally made what he himself can put himself into. Because, so that tells you that God started something before everything started. He had done something. In the book of Ephesians chapter um, 1 verse 4, it talks about how we, God has from the chosen us from the foundation of the earth. So before the earth was formed, before God made the heavens and the earth, some people, he had something in his mind. God had something in his mind, hidden within himself. All right. So he said, we are chosen before the foundation of the earth. First Peter chapter one, verse 20 talks about Jesus Christ. Um, he was lamb without blemish, who was slain from the foundation of the earth. So before the earth was formed, before heaven and earth was formed and everything, something had already happened. Christ had already been slain for who? For the people God had also chosen. So some things happened before everything was made. One, the, the lamb was slain, and then number two, the lamb of the, was slain, and then some people were chosen. Before the foundation, these are these we clearly see from scripture that was made before the foundation of the earth. In Revelation chapter 13 verse 8, it talks about whose names are not written in the Lamb's books of life, which from the foundation of the earth, you see. So the names were written in the Lamb's book of life, which was slain from the foundation of the earth. That's very interesting and very important. Permit me to read it. Um, hallelujah. I see God is blessing somebody right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, it talks about how the Bible says that 
and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the... So their books were written, their names were written in the book of Lamb of the Life, sorry, book of life of the Lamb, um, slain from the foundation of the earth. So you can tell, before the foundation of the earth, before the earth began, some things have already already taken place. And so God, before he made day one, day two, three, through to day six, had already settled some things. And so it comes to day seven. That's why I said earlier on that God made day, uh, after day six, God rested on the day seven, not because he was tired, but because finally everything is done. Now, so he created man on the day six, so that the first day of man will be the seventh day of God. So the first day of man was not actually to rest. The first day of man was to stay at home. God's last day, which is the seventh day, was the first day, so to speak, was the first day of man. Man was created on the sixth day, and then the, after man was created on the sixth day, the first day of man was the day, seventh day. And God, Bible said, and God blessed the seventh day. And he actually enshrined it, puts it into law years later to the extent that when he was giving them the commandments in the, uh, in the wilderness, when he has now formed his own people through, uh, by calling Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, then out of Egypt, he formed his own people. And when he formed his own people, he gave them God. Yes, I mean, God gave them some laws. And he enshrined the seventh day into law. So he told them that keep the seventh day holy. You can work day one, two, three, four, five, six. But on the seventh day, you have to keep it holy. So God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. And he, many years later, when he formed his people, he taught them how to keep day number seven holy. Day number seven as a day of rest. So then, why did God have to do that? Because God, what from the beginning had been hidden in God himself, what he had prepared for uh, his people had always been in his four. Uh, the, the forefront of his mind. So he told them when he even got his people, he told them there must be a certain day that must, you must keep holy. So on the seventh day, they have to keep the seventh day holy. All right. On the seventh week, they have to keep it holy. And then on the, uh, after, after the seventh week, the fifth, so, so, so seventh year, keep it holy. Then, 49th, so 7 times 7, that 49th year is holy. And then the 50th year is a jubilee year. It means that it's the seventh among sevens. Why did God have to keep seven on their mind? Seven on their mind. The, the, the day seven, special day. And they call it the Sabbath day. Actually, Exodus chapter 20 from 8 to 11, he called it Sabbath day, the Sabbath day. So they call it the Sabbath day. What, what is so special about the Sabbath day that had the power to control the life of God's people because of God's eternal agenda. So he 
kept something in himself and met day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, and day seven connected to something that he has always kept within himself before day one. And so, so he kept a seventh day on their mind so that throughout their generations and the generations of God's people, God's people would not be ignorant about a special day of rest. All right. So he kept the, the, within the week, there should be a day. And then even within the uh, uh, weeks, there should be a certain seventh week. Within the years, there should be a certain year. Within many, many years, 50 years, jubilee, year of jubilee. And so God kept it on their minds. And, and to the extent that the, uh, uh, the, the Pharisees made, made more of it than God intended it to be. However, God wanted that day for them not to miss it in their dealings with one another and in their dealings with him. He wanted them to have in their mind, there is a day, there is a day, there is a period, there is a season, there is a time reserved, there is a time reserved. It was reserved right from the foundation of the earth and it's kept, God kept it on their mind. That is one of the reasons why the Sabbath day became a big issue. Now, what is Just like marriage. The Sabbath day and marriage are so unique to God so long as his eternal programming, his eternal, his eternal intent, his eternal desires, uh, desire was concerned. He kept marriage right from the beginning, right from uh, the beginning of time. God introduced marriage and God introduced the Sabbath day. So there is something about God, or about the Sabbath day or the day of rest and marriage in the plan of God, which God never wants man to lose sight of. And so throughout generations, marriage has been sustained by God. A marriage is a God's idea. Throughout generation, the Sabbath day has been sustained by God so long as his people are concerned. Unless you are not uh, you don't you are not God's people, but you can't be God's people without having Sabbath. Because God was keeping the Sabbath. He's hid something in, within himself and is giving clues throughout history of right from the beginning through to the end. So you realize that the end, there still will be Sabbath and the, the end, there will still be marriage. These two, these two things, we can't take them lightly. Now, so the point I'm, I'm trying to make here is that God kept the Sabbath in view. So, in the in the with the uh, 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 the children of Israel is like a day. He kept a certain day, all right. And then the Sabbath played out again in when when they got to the promised land. The promised land was like a land of rest for them. It's like a Sabbath, all right. So the Sabbath was manifesting in different ways. Number one, it was like a day, um, the seventh day where they should rest. And then number two, the Sabbath under the Old Testament was also the, the, uh, the promised land. When they entered the promised land, it was a type of Sabbath for them. And then we enter into the church age, which is also a, a, we, those who are in Christ, we have entered the Sabbath rest of God, you know, in a certain sense, even though not in its total fruition or culmination, God, that will not be until 
the end of Revelation. Right? So the point here is that the, the God has kept the Sabbath throughout in the eye of man, of his people. He has kept the Sabbath because he created us for the Sabbath. He created us to enter his rest. He created us. So before he created, he prepared some from the foundation of the earth. God prepared something. And then he created man, you and I. He created the children of God. He created his people to enter into his rest, to enter into that Sabbath. And so throughout human history, God has kept an eye on the Sabbath. There's a Sabbath day coming. There's a Sabbath, the, the original Sabbath coming. However, even though we haven't entered the Sabbath, uh, the ultimate Sabbath. There oh, oh, thank you, my Lord Jesus. There has always been rest. There's always remained rest for the children of of God. Hebrews chapter four, verse um, verse from verse one. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into the rest, the rest God, that the Sabbath of God, the Sabbath of God, the rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. So, you see, there's a promise to enter into this rest of God. He said we should be very careful. We should be very careful. In whatever is going on in our times, whatever is going on in our world, uh, in our, in our world, whatever is going on around you, around your health, your family, your finances, there is always a rest in God. There is a place of rest that God has reserved for you to enter. So in spite of what is going on around you, there is always a place of rest that God has prepared for you. He says that, he says that, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that had it. So they had the word, the word was preached to them as well as them, but it says that they didn't mix it with faith. So the word did not promise them, profit them. That's is bringing faith back into the into the question here. Verse 3, for we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, in my wrath, if they, uh, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the earth. The works, which works is he talking about for us to enter? Which rest? This, everything that we are supposed to enjoy in God was finished from the foundation of the earth. It was done already. The the There is a health aspect. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There is a health rest for your life. There is a financial rest. There is a family rest, marital rest. There is a life rest, life rest somewhere which has already been secured before you were born, before you were called, before you became born again, before you came to know Christ, there is a rest that has been already been secured for you and I. It says that there is verse 3 again. This is very interesting. Hallelujah. Verse 3 again says that for we which have believed do enter into the in, into into rest as he said as as uh, as I have sworn in my wrath 
if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the earth. So the works, this whole thing we are supposed to enter. Remember, I, I said it in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. And God, God blessed the seventh day and rest. God rested and blessed the seventh day. So we are first day is supposed to be God's seventh day. We have been created to enter that rest. We were created to enter the rest right from the beginning. Right from the beginning, there is a rest in God for somebody. There is a rest in God for you, my brother. There is a rest in God for you, my sister. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. For there is a rest in God for you. And when was the rest secured? Right at creation. When God created them, before Satan even came to attack, there is a, there was a rest prepared in God for you and I. I see you entering the rest of God. I see you entering the rest of God for this season in the name of Jesus. I'm getting fired up because it's very exciting. Verse four, for he, for he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise and God did rest, rest the seventh day from all his works. See, so he says, the Bible says that the Bible spoke about a certain day. The seventh day. He spoke about the seventh day on this wife. For he spoke in a certain place, that's in the scriptures, in a certain place of the seventh day on this wife. And God did rest. God did rest. God did rest the seventh day from all his works. Watch this. God rested from all his works. He's whatever Whatever that God plans to do for you, that God has to do for you, has already been done. It's already been done. It's already been done and it's waiting for you and I. Hallelujah! To enter into it. I'm going to show you how do we enter the rest. I know that's the question that you ask. And that's five. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, it's not your rest, it's his rest. Remember, and God blessed the seventh day. God blessed the seventh day. In Genesis chapter 2, let me read it again. I, I, I always like to read. It says that, that the heavens and the earth were finished and all, <laughs> they were finished, you know, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day, uh, seventh day from all his works, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Everything, he has finished everything. He rested on the day because he has finished it. I found man and I'm now resting for God, for man to come into me. So what I'm trying to say is that we have been created by God unto rest. So why is that so much stress and unrest? It's because we have to find a path to enter into the rest. We have to find a path, as I said earlier on, the rest of God, the Sabbath of God, plays out, plays out in history in different ways, even though it's still the Sabbath of God. So the seventh day, just to keep it on their minds and to, to get them something going here and shine it into law, we are enacted it into law. And then Canaan, when they go to the land of promise, it was like final, the land of rest. But you remember, it's not everybody who came out of Egypt entered that land. Not everybody. So even a lot of, a lot of those who came out of Egypt didn't make it to the, the promised land. They didn't make it to the land of rest. 
right? And as I said, the church age, to be part of the church is also to have entered the rest of God to a certain extent. But all these times, there are people who are part of God's people, but never enjoyed what the rest of God had in those days. You see, but you will enjoy the rest of God. You are entering. Now, now watch this. Verse Five, verse, verse six says that, seeing therefore, oh man, seeing therefore, it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. So some people, you see, this rest thing, this rest thing is preached. This Sabbath day, we preach it. <laughs> Because verse 1, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Hey, for unto us was the gospel preached. He's talking about, we have to be careful because the gospel was preached to us, it was preached to them, but they didn't benefit from it. You see, so we preach, we preach God's people into the rest of God. We preach God's people. Now, so verse 7, verse 6 says that, See, therefore, it remained that some must uh, uh, must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, um, as it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. See, he's talking about, now he's talking about hearing a uh, preached, hearing the voice, mixing it with faith, so, so that you can enter this particular day. This part, when we talk about a day here, it's not like day one, day two, day three, day. It is, it is a, a, uh, thank you, Jesus. It's a place in God. It's a place in God. Your marital bliss is there. Your financial help is there. Your family peace is there. Your health preservation is there. Your life is there. It's a place, it's a place in God. And that place we have to, we, it, it comes through preaching. You'll be preached and when, uh, when the word is preached to you, then you add faith to the word. And so, so it's not everybody who choose to go there. It's not everybody who are, oh no, I don't care. I don't care. You don't have to care. You are not thirsty enough to care. But when you are thirsty enough, there's a place in God that my God, by the special grace of God, I am preaching you into it and I'm preaching myself into it. And whoever cares to enter that realm of God, hear ye the word of the Lord. I'm preaching. Fear not. Fear not, I'm preaching you into the place of rest. Because there still, oh, there still, there still remains. That's how the Bible says, watch this. Verse, verse seven, uh, verse, verse eight, it said, <laughs> excuse me. For if Joshua had given them rest, then would he not have, after have spoken of another day? So you see, even Joshua, when he brought them to the promised land, it was a type of rest. He said that, that there, if that was the ultimate rest, there wouldn't have been another day. But watch this. He says that, that verse 9, there remained therefore a, a, a rest to the people of God. There is still a pending rest. 
there is still a pending rest. Where is it coming from? From Genesis chapter 2. That's why the Bible says that as I read earlier, day one, the evening and morning, day one, evening, morning, day two. But when it came to the day of rest, it was kept open because you got to enter it. Somebody has to enter it. You and I have to enter it. We have to enter that day of rest. We have to enter that window of opportunity of rest. And throughout all human history, there's always been that period, that place in God where his people can always Go in and rest in God. Doesn't mean they stop from activities. They don't stop from their day-to-day activities and everything. But there is a place in God that you find your fulfillment. There is a place in God where you find your peace. There is a place in God where you find your preservation. There is a place in God where you find your destiny. There is a place in God where you find yourself. Don't be afraid. Don't be, Satan will threatening you out very far so that even when there's a message coming from God to bring you into that rest of God, Satan will tell you it's not for you. But the devil is a liar. I sit here and I stand here by the power of the Holy Ghost that this Sunday morning, that rest of God is yours to enter. Bible said in verse 9, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There remaineth a rest to the people of God, there remain, there's rest still valid, pending for you. You haven't used it. It is yours. From the foundation of the earth, it is yours. From the beginning before, that's why Bible said, he chose us in Christ before the world began. He has already chosen us for this, this season, for you to enter the rest of God, so that whatever God has got for you becomes your manifestation, your experience, and your enjoyment in the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 10, for he that is entered into his rest, that's into God's rest, has also, I would like to read from New King James, for he who has entered his rest, that's his God's rest, has has himself also ceased from from his works as God did from his own. You see, you get it, get it, get it. God sees from his works. Yes, he did. When? In Genesis chapter 2. On the seventh day, God sees from his works. Waiting for you to enter that period of seizure. What do I mean by period of seizure? That period where both you and God are like one. None of you is working. You are resting in the goodness of God. You are resting in all that God has already attained, achieved, has accomplished and it became a reality for you in Christ. That is why he chose you before the foundation of the earth. And Christ was slain before the foundation of the, of the earth. And so all those things were attained in Christ for you and I, those who are in the redeemed community. Hallelujah. So when the world is afraid, don't be afraid. Because there's a place, there's a happy place in God for you. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 says that, Thus says the Lord, stand ye in the way and see, and ask for the old path. There's, <laughs> he said, ask for the old paths. <laughs> where, where is the good way? There's the old path where you find the good way. There's an old path. Don't, don't be so worried because people are, oh, things are happening. And they, no, 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 please, 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 don't worry. Fear not. There is, there is, there is a, an old path 
Ask for it. It says that. Let me read it again. That says the Lord. Stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk therein. You see, the problem is with man, not God. There is an old path. He says that, that look for the way. And when they show you, walk in it. Say, oh, you know, pastor, pastor, you all this thing you are saying. Yeah, what is going to happen? <coughs> what I'm going through? I'm so stressed. 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 Why are you stressed when you can rest? In him. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Oh, hallelujah. I see somebody entering the rest of God. I see you entering the rest of God. I have chosen that I'm going to mix the word with faith so I can enter the, the rest of God. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Now to him who is of power to establish you according to my gospel, my gospel, God will establish you according to my gospel, my gospel. Say God is of power to establish you according to my gospel. Never underestimate the power of the spoken, the preached word of God. Say he is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept kept secret since the world began. You see, he's able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the, the revelation of the mystery, which was kept hidden. It says that it which was which was kept secret since the world began, but now has made uh, is now made manifested by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandments of of the everlasting God who made all things. So so things have been hitting God and now being made manifested for people like you and I who are in Christ. Now, it's so important to understand that there remain rest, rest for the people of God. It says, down therefore, there remains rest for the people of God. It's, it's, there remain rest, verse, uh, verse 10 again of Hebrews chapter 4. For he that, he, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Verse 11. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. That what was costing you is your unbelief. It's not the power of God. No, it's your unbelief. You're so worried because Potentially, there's not, we don't have a word to hold on to. But if you have a word to hold on to, don't. believe God and leave the consequence for Him. Hallelujah. Worrying and fretting is not adding to you. It's taking from you. And it's moving you out of the place of red. Now listen, Matthew, Matthew chapter 11 verse 20, 28. He said, come unto me all ye that are uh, uh, heavy laden and I'll give you rest. This is Jesus speaking. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I, I will give you rest. You see the rest? The rest. Jesus said, I will give you rest. Watch this. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest f- unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you say that. Uh, you know, there are a lot, some of the things is hard to follow, Pastor. You know, he said it's easy. That yoke is easy. Pay a certain price. Take responsibility. Jesus said that, take my yoke upon yourself. Don't stay at home and expect someone to just pray for you in the name of Jesus. Don't stay at home and expect everything to be done for you. No. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. 
take responsibility. What's the responsibility? Guard what you are watching. Guard what you are listening to. You now, the job is yours. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. Let us labor to enter the rest. The rest has been secured. There remain the rest for God's people. But you and I have to labor. We have to labor. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that uh, uh, labor and have heavy laden. And I'll give you. So come. You have to take the responsibility. I have to take the responsibility of guarding what I watch. You have to fight. This is where you have to. He said, labor, labor, labor to enter rest. Fight to enter the rest. Labor to stay your faith in Christ. Fight to stay in faith. Let me add one more scripture. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. You say you yourself know the day of the Lord will come and it will take a lot of people by surprise as a thief. For when they shall say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Hey, he says when they are saying peace, safety, suddenly uh, 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 distraction will come upon them like a pregnant woman who has just suddenly gone into labor and the baby is coming. You know, so this is what it says that the Bible is saying, and it says that, but ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. When they say, Jesus is crammed like a thief, it's not everybody who's supposed to be overtaken by wow, things shouldn't take up by surprise, especially those of us who are laboring to enter the rest of God. Let's all labor. Nobody has fully gotten. There's always a place in Christ waiting for everybody. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, um, member, deacon, whatever. Whoever you are, there's always a place waiting for you in God. Because it has been secured from the foundation of the earth for you to enter at this season of your life, in the next season of your life, in the previous season of your life, in the next other seasons of your life, all those rest places of rest have been reserved. Hallelujah. For you and for I, for us to enter. But let me finish this verse. Ye, uh, ye are all children of light. Uh, yeah, verse 5. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Let us not sleep like others. Let us not handle these days like people who don't know Christ. Let us not. Let let, let us listen. Therefore, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, uh, uh, be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Put on your, uh, uh, the hope of salvation is like an helmet. Put it on, and put on the breastplate of faith. That's what will keep us going in these times. Faith and love. Love for God. Love for God. Love for God. Faith in God. Say, Madam, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. And God 
will help you and I. Verse 9. For God has not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. He died for us. God has not appointed, appointed us unto wrath. But has appointed us, he has appointed us to obtain salvation by Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are dead or alive, we should live together with him. This is the we stay in arrest, stay, stay in Christ. Don't fret, don't be afraid. I want to encourage you and let you know there's a day, there's a day in God, there's a day coming. Where all Bible says that where those in the grave shall hear the voice of the Son of the, the voice of the Son of Man, and those who have done right unto eternal life, and those who have done wrong unto eternal damnation. But we shall hear the voice. John chapter five. We shall hear the voice. We shall hear the voice. Don't be afraid, because you're already covered. Before you go to hear this stage in your life, you are covered. Before all whatever is going on around the world started, you are covered. Finally, Psalm 13 verse 3. He said, Lord, help me so I don't sleep the sleep of death. I do not sleep the sleep of death. Psalm 13 verse 3. Consider and hear me, Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. You will not sleep the sleep of death. So be awake and be watchful. Because the days are evil. However, there is a place of rest in God for God's people, which has been reserved right from the beginning of creation. Right before even creation was done, God reserved the place in Him for you and I. I know you will not be put to shame. I know you, you wake up, you rise up to the challenge, protect your heart, protect your mind with the helmet of salvation. The, the hope of salvation as helmets. Put it on your head. Protect your heart with faith and love so that all these distractions, Satan purposely would like to distract you away from God's plan and God's purpose for your life. And so I want to encourage you. There is a place in God for you and I. And if we can focus our trust in God and put says that come unto me, all ye that labor and have been let come. Let's move to Christ. Put our faith in Christ. Put your hope in God. Don't be afraid. Whatever the situation is, it came to meet you and it will leave you and you'll be better, stronger, wiser, and more into Christ. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.